0: Hello, everybody, and thanks once again for joining my podcast. Today, our topic is going to be about pressing past wounds and entering forgiveness. So I wanted to do this topic today because one of the, you know, the big things in my heart these days is having joy. And I know that joy is not circumstantial. It is something that you can have in Christ Jesus, and it's a blessing and a gift. And it's um just... Something that God would want us to have. Um, I don't think that we're meant to live as Christians with bitterness in our heart or anger or, you know, judgment. It's not to say that we won't have those days or those times that we are in conflict with somebody just because we're a Christian. I mean, that stuff still happens. But it's more about the way that we work through it and choose to be different and use. Or um, excuse me, choose to be like the salt and light of the earth. And so, if we as Christians, especially, are not showing the world in our community, in our circles, the example of how to healthily forgive in the midst of a conflict or a fight with someone else, or even how to handle that well, I think it's um, unfortunate because we could be a light to people and show them Jesus person we might have a conflict with, and also everyone around. Because even though it's less desirable, t- people tend to know that stuff is going on, or tend to question something, or maybe you or the other party has sinned and gossiped about it, and so so when you can really take control of that again in a healthy way, that's going to be a really great um, example to other people. Um, I think that as far as joy, um, we can have that no matter the circumstances, but you have to agree that it's much, much easier to want to seek God and be in communion with Him and have that joy if you are, in fact, not holding unforgiveness or bitterness toward anyone because it's going to be really hard, I think, to be joyful and bitter all at the same time. So I think one of the ways that we can attain joy is obviously praying for it and asking God, but also just making sure that our life is clear and clean from those things that we need to work on if they're a problem. Um, I don't think that shoving something under the rug works anymore. I don't think that you know, you can ignore something and it'll just go away. And I think there are times as Christians that we have to forgive with or without an apology. And that there are times that we will have to forgive again and again and again until it just is natural to us to be okay with what happened. Um, you know, and sometimes it's something small. So just talking about it with that person or thinking about it and praying about it can help you just overcome it, but it definitely depends, right, on the circumstance, like who is it that you have to forgive? Is it one person or a lot of people? Is it someone really close to you, like your family members or your best friend? Is it someone that you um, never thought would betray you and they did? Is it something big, something small? I mean, there's a difference between someone being a little snarky at work and someone like you know, to your face, calling you names and being mean and and not having self-control in front of you or, or something like that. So it obviously is going to depend on what circumstance we're talking about. But nonetheless, it's, it's not something that God wants us to keep in our hearts and to allow a root of bitterness to grow from. Because um, truthfully, when you forgive someone, yes, it's the God-honoring thing to do. But you're doing it so that you can be right with God again. It's not always just for the other person. Of course, it's good to forgive because, you know, the Bible talks a lot about praying for our enemies and, you know, um, piling heaping coals of burning coals on someone's head and how, you know, in the end we aren't supposed to take revenge. Like that's sinful. God alone is just and good enough to know how, to pay someone back for something that they did. Because we never know someone's heart fully. We never know their story fully. We never know what's going through their head in the moment or if it was a mistake or misunderstanding. And sometimes you don't give people the time of day to try to clear up that misunderstanding. Because there are times that people are purposefully hurtful. And I think we're, we can tell that. But then there are times that people hurt you, but they didn't mean to. They had no idea that something was so sensitive for you. And those are the times that we need to be, you know, discerning and really smart. Like, did you mean it when you said that because it really hurt my feelings or, or, you know, whatever the circumstances, sometimes we need to be brave enough to go back to that person and say, hey, I'm, I'm sorry, this is awkward, but I didn't like what you said the other day at the office. Can you clear that up for me? Is this what you meant? Oftentimes we just kind of like take it and then go home and mull it over and think to ourselves, well, that wasn't very nice. I didn't like that. And if it's big enough, like if it's something you can't let go, like go back to that person gently and say, hey, you know, that didn't feel good. Can we talk about this? A lot of the fences that we harbor aren't even like big enough to fret about. Like, you know, that <laughs> we're very good at, as people to uh, be quick to say, well, I was the good person in this situation. They were mean, and I can't believe they said or did that. And half of the time, it's just a misunderstanding. So um, first, you have to figure out if there's something that you really need to be offended about or, or not. Um, second step is going, like I said, if it's a possibility to talk to that person. And I don't mean a text or an email. I mean like, a phone call or talk to them in person the next time you see them. And privately, I think a lot of people forget this part, privately talk to that person and, and, you know, tell them how you feel or what's going on in your head. And, um, and if that's a possibility, then maybe you can work it through with that person right then and there. And there you go. Hopefully problem solved. Right. Um, But if it's something where someone's not willing to communicate with you or someone is too hurtful to communicate with because they're kind of destructive in their manner and how they converse with you, um, that's something that might take a little more wisdom and a little more um, care. And so if you try to approach that person or call them and say, hey, um, we need to talk about this conflict that we had and they say no i'm not interested or they don't ever pick up the phone or what have you then that's a case where either a you need to give them some space and work through it by yourself for a little bit or b you can invite trusted friends trusted people into your life and talk about it and kind of seek healing and when that person's ready to talk if ever talk to them about it like like be open to the possibility that they might want to talk. Um, You know, good things come to those who wait. I mean, sometimes we really want to fix something on the spot and we're too eager to fix something. Some of us are like that. (laughs) And and some people need time to think about it, whether it's a day or a week or sometimes longer. And so we have to respect that they need that space because that's a boundary that they've set with us. Whether or not we think it's the right choice, we have to respect it. And so if that's your case, you're probably going to have to seek healing on your own for a while or if you never see them again for some reason, like someone who's just cut out of your life, um, you'll have to seek healing. Um, And this is more of the healing that I want to talk about today is that healing that isn't always easy to go back to because it was really difficult and might even make you emotional every time you think about it. And someone or something that happened to you that you can't like go back and talk to that person like that's just not an option and so inside of you you really haven't worked through it whether by yourself or with friends or with a counselor or pastor and you just you haven't dealt with it or if you have dealt with it in some of those ways but you're just still not over it because it was so intense for you and so um just wanting to address stuff like that. Um, First of all, I'm sorry that you had to go through something that was so hurtful and intense for you. Like that's never, that's never good. And we know as Christians that God has told us, you know, that we will deal with offenses because the world hates him and the world hates people who follow him. I mean, like the enemy and Satan, like, yeah. They hate Jesus. And so we know that as Christians, we might face actually uh, even more trials <laughs> because there's spiritual warfare and a lot of people who don't like Christians. And and I know that there's some Christians that are really, you know, intense. I think it's important to evangelize, but there are some Christians that make a bad name for other Christians because A, they're not really true Christians, or B, they're too judgmental and need to learn to harness more self-control and when the timing is right to talk about things with other people. So I realized that um, it's really difficult to just, you know, talk about an offense that happened to you, especially if it was something that happened like years ago, because, you know, some people struggle with that. Something that happened years ago or in your childhood or When you were a young parent or, you know, or maybe an abandonment of a parent. So it's just, it's just really hurtful and it's really difficult. But I want to encourage you today that you can press past that. And I'm not saying you can do it by yourself because I'm sure that you've tried at some times to overcome it, you know, and it's not easy. And so I just want to encourage you with some scripture just to think it over a little bit more. And, um, obviously take the time that you need to work through some of the scripture, but it's really encouraging and really important to be right with God. That is the most important thing. Um, and to be right with God, I think that oftentimes we need to be right with other people. I think that we are not always called to be friends with people again, if, if it really was a really bad situation, and like become best friends again or whatever because boundaries but we do need to always forgive them even if it's someone you wouldn't want to be in the same room with again you still need to forgive them and and i think it's important when you can again to tell them i forgive you at some time at some point and better sooner than later uh, the sooner you can forgive someone or say I forgive you to someone, the better. Because the longer we allow that unforgiveness to sit and seethe, and I'm sure some of, some of you know, the harder and more awkward and more difficult and more painful and more bitter the situation is. So when someone offends you, it is, it is really important, I think, to have like this at least one week rule of like, I have to talk to them about this within the week. And vice versa, like if someone hurt you or you hurt them, like that person should also come to you within like the week and be like, yeah, this this really hurt my feelings and we need to talk about it. And that way you can work through stuff like presently, because if you go back to someone five years, 10 years later or even months, they might be kind of offended back like, hey, I didn't mean to hurt you. That was a misunderstanding. Why didn't you bring this up to me? you know, at that time. Because I certainly have had that happen to me and it's very confusing because, because some people aren't as self-aware or as good at communicating as maybe you might be. And so they get kind of maybe confused and or anxious about sharing that with you because it's not necessarily good or positive. But it's really important and I think it's really loving when someone within the proper time frame We'll talk to you about the hurts that they have. Because that gives you a chance to love them better. And I think we do get offended a lot. Like, I I don't want to, like, minimize anyone's pain about what they're going through. But there are some things, like I said previously, that we get offended about that we don't even have to get offended about. Um, It's a choice, oftentimes. Do I get offended that someone, like, insulted my outfit or do I not? You know, something small. Right, because if it's something big, it does deserve more attention. But if it's something small, like let it roll off your back. You know what I mean. Um. So anyway, going back to the scripture here that I want to share for those of you that are still working through something and you really want to just get rid of that root of bitterness. You know, you've let it sit too long. You want to be freed from that. You want to have a healthier relationship with other people and with Christ. You want to achieve that healing and forgiveness in your life. And every time you forgive, I feel like it's even easier the next time. You know, good habits. I mean, when you forgive and you can really fully just do that, the next time it'll be even easier. Not, not a lot easier, but it will be a little bit easier. So um, Ephesians 4, 31 and 32. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ and God forgave you. And I think that scripture can be so convicting, especially if you're going through something like right now or today even, because because at the time your emotions are still high, right? You still have this emotional high of like being upset and being angry. And I know what that's like. like. And that's why it's important to give yourself space and or the other person, depending on what it is to cool down, like a cool down period. Because our emotions are so intense and crazy sometimes, especially if we're already having a bad day or it's like the last straw of the week, you know, where you've already had a run-in with your boss and you already had issues with your kids and your husband's upset with you for this. And then and then just to add to the cream of the crop, someone else is coming at you. And so they never fully know like if it's a right time or not a right time for you, unless you like know each other really well and are communicating that, right? So so just let people try to do their best and forgive their shortcomings, like forgive the other thing and forgive their shortcomings and how they approach it because at least they're trying, right? It's better than them not trying at all. So um, this verse says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ, or just as in Christ God forgave you. So what is that saying? It's saying that, We received the most beautiful, the most immense, the most intense gift that a human could ever receive. That is a divine being, Christ himself, being sacrificed as the only son of God on the cross so that we could be forgiven of our debt of sin. And there's no way we could have ever done that for ourselves. I mean, Christ redeemed us. He gave us all of himself so that we could one day pass away but spend time or spend life in eternity. So it's just, it's just a beautiful gift because without that, we would have had to just all of us perish in hell. And that's just awful. And, um, obviously hell is still a very scary thing because there are some people who are not saved and without the salvation of Christ, because the Bible says Jesus is the only way, the truth and the life. Um, I mean, there's no other path in salvation in Jesus as far as your eternity. And, um, and that being said, I don't think God wants us to choose him because we're scared of hell. I think they addressed this in one of my Sunday school one, Sunday schools once. And it's like, yeah, hell is scary for sure, if you read the description in the Bible about it. But it's not why I choose God. It's not because I'm scared of hell. Like, I am, but it's not the sole reason, you know what I mean? It's because I love God and I want to serve him with my life. And because I have a friend in Jesus and I've developed a relationship with with Christ, which sounds crazy, because now we can do that. We can pray to Him wherever we are. We can read His Word, like, and so we don't want to take those things for granted. Because some people in some countries cannot openly do that. Here in the U.S., we can, <clears throat> and so um, we always want to not take that for granted. But, but I just this verse is just so important because we need Christ's forgiveness. Without that, we literally have no redemption and we're lost. And it's a gift. And so, for us to turn around to our friend or a coworker or family member or our neighbor and say, "I can't forgive you," or like in our hearts at least feel that way, like I oh even if they apologize, I can't forgive them. Um, it kind of, it kind of shows how big of a scale Christ's forgiveness is for us. And how little all of a sudden that offense is. I'm not saying it felt little. But in comparison to Christ forgiving us of all of our sins. All of our sins that we will ever commit. um, And then us not being able to forgive one little offense. I'm not saying it's little or that it feels little. But it is. It is in that moment little. When you scale it back to Christ forgave me for everything. Then it becomes like more like, Wow. You know, if Christ can forgive me for this, I can forgive that. And it's not because I'm so great or so powerful. It's because God within me, as a Christian, God within me is prompting me to do this. And he will give me the strength to do it. Because our emotions and our feelings aren't always right. They're going to be screaming at you like, that person hurt your feelings. Why would you forgive them? I can't believe this. But we're not going to live life based on our feelings or emotions. When we're a Christian, we have to commit to God's word and God's truth and know that we're doing the right thing, even if it doesn't feel good. You have to forgive people, even if it doesn't feel good. You're not going to reach a point. I can tell you right now, you're not going to reach that point for a long time if you base it off feelings. Your feelings might be irked at that person for a long time. But your heart and your soul have forgiven them and God is going to honor that and bless that you know it's a really beautiful thing because not only are we releasing that unforgiveness and bitterness and having a new freedom and a new like lightness to our body and our life but we're also like gonna receive God's blessing because it honors him it glorifies him when we forgive people I mean, when we let go of things in our lives that embitter us, Satan is just having a tantrum because he wants you to stay bitter as long as possible, your whole life if possible. But God wants us to have joy, and so he wants us to forgive. It's really a gift to ourselves to forgive people. And it's a really beautiful God-honoring thing. Let me read another verse for you here. 1 John 1.9, if, if we confess our sins... He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So so when we have harbored unforgiveness for a long time and or maybe even tried to take revenge and been mean to that person over the time that we were mad at them or gossiped or slandered them um, because we're not perfect and when we get upset we do some crazy things, we need to confess that. We need to confess that to that person if possible. And we need to confess that to God and say, God, I am sorry. Please forgive my sin and the fact that I was gossiping about your child and insert their name and say, God, help me to see this person the way that you see them, Lord. And you know, it'll be amazing what God will do for you and give you the peace that's just unexplainable. God is so good that way. He gives you peace that's unexplainable. And uh, if we surrender our hearts and our minds, even in those times that we struggle, he will take that burden from us. And we'll have that, you know, that hundred pounds lifted off our chest. And it's amazing. Um, And the the end says, again, he will forgive us our sins if we confess them and purify us from all unrighteousness. Amen. Um. And this is very convicting as well. Kind of the same concept in Isaiah 43, verse 25 and 26. I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. Review the past for me. Let us argue the matter together and state your case for innocence. So I can be cleansed white as snow because of Christ. But without Christ, I mean, all those sins would have been counted against me that I've had in my life and in my past these last 25 years, right? Um, But God blots out our transgressions. When he sent Jesus to die on that cross, that blood that he shed, you know, it just covered all of our sin. Christ dying on that cross and then resurrecting three days later, like, he defeated sin. He defeated death. He showed Satan, like, who's boss, you know what I mean? And we can trust in that, that God gave his life for us and that we can have salvation in him. And um, that God does not remember our sin anymore. I mean, um, yeah, let's just imagine like someone, for example, who didn't come from a Christian home, who didn't see that example in their life, maybe had very little to no moral values or maybe just didn't feel that fullness and that satisfaction in life and has wronged so many people and broken a lot of the commandments and always thought lying was okay and maybe stealing this or that and sleeping around with this person and that person even though you're not married and maybe to the point even being in prison because they hurt or killed somebody or worse. Um, As terrible as that sin is because, you know, sin isn't good. Like We don't want to sin. But sometimes we are, you know, without Christ, we just have evil. You know, we're just kind of like, um, what's the word, like gravitate towards sin. Because at the time it doesn't seem bad, but after you do it, it's like, wow, that was awful. And then there's guilt and shame. So the same one, the enemy who leads you to sin, guilts you afterward. It's just terrible. But it says here that God blots out your transgressions. No matter what you've done, no matter the sins you've committed, no, many, no matter how many times you've done that sin, or you know a variety of sins probably like the rest of us, God will blot out your transgressions and hold it not against you. Not against you. So if you're a Christian listening to this, remember how good God has been to you to forgive your sin each and every time you've sinned and remember that God will give you the strength he will give you what you need to reach that point of healing and forgiveness with whatever you're going through whether it's been days or years he cares he cares for you and um he will give us times of refreshing acts 3:19 God gives us times of refreshing and so I believe that a really good time of refreshing is when you can just praise God that, that that um that sin is over and that unforgiveness is over and you've just cleared the air again. That is just a refreshing moment to say thank you, God, that I've overcome this too. Amen. So um <laughs> our old selves, our before Christian, non-Christian selves probably wouldn't be able to forgive. Very easily. We might have a lot of issues with a lot of people. <laughs> um, and you might not want to even go to the grocery store because you've offended the clerk and you've offended the all these people and um, but the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5:17, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone and the new is here. We aren't our old selves when we accept Jesus into our hearts. We are a new creation. And the new creation is purified, holy, righteous, redeemed, being perfected. And that's you and me, if we've accepted Jesus. And we don't need to be afraid of other people's judgment of what we've done in the past. Because God doesn't view us that way anymore. I know people can be really snarky and remember things that we've done in the past that we don't even want to remember But I can tell you that God does not remember it. Like he just washes it away and he cares. And so even if other people are against you or still holding things against you, if you've gotten yourself right with God, you've forgiven that person, and you've talked about your sin with God and asked for forgiveness, you're right with God. And that's the most important. And and God has given us the capacity with him, because anything is possible with God, to forgive that person or that situation or you know, whatever it was in your past. And so again, I just want to encourage you that if you're holding something in your heart that's just been embittering you and embittering you and embittering you, there's a lot of good reasons why you should let it go. One is again for that freedom in Christ. Two is to be closer to God. Three is so that your other relationships can thrive because you might be starving other relationships because you're just so focused on being bitter at this one person and gossiping about them and maybe even making people around you like not want to be around you anymore, unfortunately. And because even if that person doesn't deserve it, that forgiveness, neither did we, neither did we, when God forgave us those sins, neither did we. And, um, I know that God, what he wants for you is peace and joy, love, cleanliness, and um, and you're not accepting God's gift when you harbor that resentment and that bitterness. So I really hope and pray that today you'll really be introspective and, and think about it the next day or two, like, what is it that I have to do to press past this unforgiveness that I have? Um, if it's possible, talk to that person when you're ready and when you have a proper uh, conversation, to have a proper conversation. Don't make it worse. <laughs> um, don't uh, rush into it. It's okay to think about how an apology would look like or, or even if they have never apologized and you just don't feel that they will for a long time. What does that look like? What can you do to press past it even if you never get an apology? Because that will happen sometimes. Unfortunately, you will have to forgive something that someone didn't even ever apologize for. Maybe they've passed away and they just never will will apologize for it because they're not here anymore. What will you do? It's your choice, but I know what God wants for you and I hope that you accept that into your heart today. So thanks for listening and have a good day.